This is Wessler Media. Hey, Eric. Good, good, good. Get back, Murray. Get back. Hey, puppies. Snippy. This is Murray and this is Bunny. Hi, Murray. Hey, Bunny. Dead silence as I remember it. Dead silence and and shock and I think we spent the the, the the rest of the evening discussing why that probably wasn't a really good idea. The Ohio State Fair and Wessler Media are proud to present A Fair to Remember, discovering the stories and people behind this statewide tradition. This is Season 1, Episode 6. A lot of people will measure how a day is going and whether we're having problems or not as to how I'm acting or reacting. What I attempted to do was go down through the entire listing of entertainers and ID them in terms of the number of times that they appeared and when. And it, it came out in this sort of fashion. That's historian LaVon Shook from episode one. He pulls out a piece of paper, and it's a graph paper. It's got some long handwritten notes on it. It's a list of concerts, and this is a lineup of some serious and old-school heavy hitters. They got Johnny Cash and June Carter. Now, she wasn't with him every time, Okay, but uh, a total of 11 times. So Johnny Cash, 11 times. The Osmonds, 10 times. Red Skelton, Red Skelton, four right. times? Wow. Right. Dolly Parton, five. REO Speedwagon, four. Cheap Trick, six. Sandy Patty, Christian Artist, four. Willie Nelson, nine. Rascal Flat, seven. So who has performed at the fair the most? The Oak Ridge Boys. So by way of review, the people who have performed the most at the Ohio State Fair is the Oak Ridge Boys, 16 times. Then you've got Bob Hope, 15. And then Johnny Cash ringing in at 11. Other notables on the list, Al Green, Jackson 5, Fats Domino, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Hot Pursuit. They were a 1980s local band made up of five Columbus police officers. Over the years, there have been some real music legends at the Ohio State Fair. Most, if not all, of the shows took place in the fabled Grandstand, which was condemned in 1990, and the Celeste Center opened on its site in 1991. But someone has to make these shows happen. Someone has to book the acts, tell people where to be, and so on and so forth. One of those someones is Brett Chance. I, I have two, and you can use whatever. I mean, I'm assistant general manager. I'm one of several that we have, and entertainment director. So for the purposes of this, if you want to call me entertainment director, that's fine. While many people often help in the selection process, it's Brett's job to pick which bands play each year. You'll see the evolution of it, where it started with a lot of TV stars would do it. I mean, they had Rin Tin Tin to guys from Bonanza were on there, Dan Blocker and stuff like that. And of course, they, they'd have the uh, Daredevil show, the Joey Chitwood stuff too. It's, it's interesting to look at that stuff. Red Skelton, a lot of the people that played here did have shows you know, on TV. Perhaps the most memorable moment for Brett was in 2017, before the George Thorogood show. Brett Chance's late father, Dean, was a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. It was obviously a really good one because he won the Cy Young Award in 1964. So George Thorogood is holding court backstage during a meet and greet. 
Brett, he's nearby, and hears some talk revolving around baseball. So knowing this conversation, Brett decides to strike up a conversation with the rocker. When I, I went up and introduced myself afterwards, and I said, you know, hey, nice to meet you, glad to have you here. You know, you're, obviously you're a baseball fan of some. Oh, yeah. I said, you know, have you ever heard of Dean Chance? And he goes, Dean Chance, 1964 Cy Young Award, 1.65 ERA. I mean, it was like, I didn't know if I was being set up. I mean, it was, I don't know, maybe he has one of those photographic, I was stunned. Preparation for a fair concert starts about six to eight weeks beforehand. One of those people handling logistics is Clay Campbell. He's the president of Triangle Talent, a booking agency. A lot of people will measure how a day's going and whether we're having problems or not as to how I'm acting or reacting. So if I'm flying off the handle and screaming, then everyone else is going, oh, this is a bad day. Putting on a show requires attention to thousands of small details, things like ticketing, getting people in and out of the show, lighting and sound. But even before that, Clay has to think about sound check, getting the band fed and making sure everybody's happy. Uh, we had Aretha uh, Franklin there a few years ago, and um, one of the things that Ms. Franklin requires is to keep the backstage warm. And she doesn't like air conditioning. She doesn't want air conditioning blowing down on the stage um, to keep her vocal cords loose. Keep in mind, the fair's in end of July, beginning of August, so it's 95 degrees out. She had, we, we had to bring a portable heater in for her, and then she stayed in her very nice uh, silver mink coat for the entire time. So it was about 120 degrees um, in the backstage area. A rocky start to a relationship between a man and his future mother-in-law. The fair and a world-famous country artist got involved. She has come into the conversation, and it's 12.30, and it's still going strong. And uh, so that's how she found out what was originally going on. And then, uh, then the next day, we relived the, uh, the adventure. That's next on A Fair to Remember. We're back in a minute. So if you missed the history episode, you missed the fact that Cincinnati actually hosted the very first fair in 1850. And that is actually, uh, the fair was actually supposed to happen in like 1849. So it was delayed a year because of Asiatic cholera. So a ton more stories in our history episodes. So make sure you go check that one out. And we've got a lot more to come in future episodes as well, including stories with entertainers. So uh, one thing I wanted to say, too, is that also if you look at like the early days of the fair, it's really interesting just to note how, um, you know, it was really kind of like the Internet in a way. So like the fair was a way for people to exchange information, exchange, uh, you know, maybe wisdom that they've learned in the farm and elsewhere. So things have certainly changed. But what's so cool about the fair today is that it's actually like a hands on thing where you can really get to know different walks of life and different ways of uh, doing life. So check it out online, ohiostatefair.com. You can see the daily schedules and everything you need to know on there, ohiostatefair.com. Welcome back to A Fair to Remember. I'm your host, Vince Tornero. And if you got a story connected to the fair, we want to hear it, ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. Again, ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. And make sure, too, you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because that'll help other people find what we're doing here. And thanks. The shows at the fair, the concerts, they're a big deal. We've talked about how there's some big acts that have played. We've looked into logistically how they happen. But what about on a personal level? Well, Eric Weigel had a big problem on his hands, and he needed some help with his future mother-in-law. 
Her name, Bernie McLeod. She was a woman who could light up a room. They called her Deanie for short. She sure wasn't short on personality, though. Bernie was a huge Willie Nelson fan. Just huge. So much so that her daughter Nancy was somewhat irked by this. She was a little bit jealous that, you know, uh, her mother loved Willie as much as she did. <laughs> and she would uh, come home and there's not a single picture of her in her mother's house. And there's pictures of, framed pictures of Willie up. Summer of 1984, uh, my wife and I have been dating for probably six months or so, and uh, she is, uh, her mother wants to come down to the Ohio State Fair to see Willie Nelson. So we agree to go, and we're students at this point, and so one of my wife's summer jobs was doing the overnight shift at the Ohio State Fair. So. Part of the deal was after the show, I had to take her mom back to, um, to her house uh, while she went to work. So it was my first time seeing Willie Nelson. Um, it was awesome. We have a great time at the show. I take Nance's mom back to, uh, to her apartment. Um, I'm being polite and go in and have a beer and she's having wine and we get to talking and uh, pretty soon, She's had several, I've had several, and I, I tell her that uh, I'm in love with her daughter and someday I'm gonna marry her. Dead silence and, and shock, and I think we spent the, 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 the rest of the evening discussing why that probably wasn't a really good idea. So her roommate um, came home at uh, Nance called from the fair to her, call her roommate because Nance and her mother live in Maumee, Ohio. So Maumee, Ohio is a little bit more Mayberry-ish and you, you, know, you leave your doors unlocked and you don't even close your front door and that kind of thing. And so she calls her roommate and says, hey, I just want to check in and make sure my mom didn't you know, leave the doors open and that kind of thing. And uh, her roommate is howling as she has come into the conversation and it's 12:30 and it's still going strong and uh, so that's how she found out what was originally going on and then uh, then the next day we relived the uh, the adventure the next six months or so uh, Nancy's mom really didn't speak to me much and would address me in third person and talk about it. when I'd go visit it would be when is your guest leaving and uh, crazy stuff like that. After that fateful August 1984 evening the relationship between Eric and his future mother-in-law progressively improved. It was eventually cemented in 86 when entertainment director Brett Chance, a college friend of Eric's, helped a brother in need and got him on the Willie Nelson meet and greet. Superfan Bernie, Eric's mother-in-law, yeah, she was going to meet her idol. You go back there, and there's several folks, you know, in, in line going going through this. And, you know, all of a sudden, there you are. You're on Willie's bus, and there's there's Willie. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's a, a very quick process, but, uh, but man, you just bask in it for that, that short period of time. And uh, I told him, I said, man, you're going to get me mother-in-law points forever. And, and he did. Oh, she was a, a, a bigger than bigger than life character. Uh, 
you know, when, when she came into her, her room, she just, you know, commanded, commanded attention, uh, big, uh, big liberal, uh, big out there liberal, uh, politically. And, uh, um, you know, love to, to spar on politics in a, in a good way, right? Not a, you know, not, not the way we spar about politics now, but, uh, she and Willie were about the same age. So they, they had, you know, like that stardust period stuff totally resonated for her. And, uh, you know, that, that growing up that, and that those same, same eras and, um, and the, and in fact, when she was in hospice, uh, she was listening to Willie when she went. Hey, it's Vince, and as I've said before, I am extremely honored to be able to tell these stories of the Ohio State Fair. The fair is so huge, 168 years old, and uh, you're kind of getting a front seat on what the history of the fair is and getting behind the scenes like no other. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet just to be able to uh, sit here and talk with you about all of this. So uh, one of the things that uh, I would really encourage you to do is to go on the fair's Instagram and see what some folks have actually curated over the years. So Steve Ide is actually a collector of Ohio State Fair memorabilia, and you can see it uh, you know, firsthand right there on Instagram. And also Facebook and Twitter, too. There's a lot of updates going on there. So, uh, yeah, check it out. That's the way to kind of go behind the scenes quickly and actually see more and uh, kind of experience this podcast on a different level. So see some of the people that you're hearing from right here. Go on Instagram. Check it out. Ohio State Fair on Instagram. Hey, if you're liking what you're hearing right now on Fair to Remember, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get higher in the rankings, and it really shares the stories that you're hearing here with other folks. So really appreciate that. Also, if you got stories that you want to share with us, go to ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. All right, so we're uh, walking up to the uh, the barn. We've got the uh, the butter cow, and so... Uh, I guess kind of this is a, a live preview of what's coming up with the next episode is we're going to uh, go in depth with the butter cow and see how they sculpt it, how much butter they use, how much work it takes, how many people this thing takes. Uh, so this is going to be fun. We're going to go into the barn and, uh, or I guess it's the dairy building is what they call it. So yes, let's correct that, the dairy building. All right, so let's walk in here. And this will be cool because, uh, actually it will be cool because it's like really cold inside the uh Inside of the uh, the dairy uh, area, the cooler. All right, so uh, yeah, so that's what's coming up on the next episode of A Fair to Remember. And make sure you uh, keep on sharing the episodes because we've got a ton of more stuff coming up, a few more episodes here. So, all right, I'm uh, here at the dairy barn, so let's go in and uh, you'll hear more on the next episode of A Fair to Remember. A Fair to Remember is presented by the Ohio State Fair and produced by Wessler Media. Shout out to executive producer and PR manager for the fair, Alicia Schultz. She gave me the great opportunity to help tell these stories. Special thank you to LaVon Shook, Brett Chance, Clay Campbell, and Eric and Nancy Weigel. This episode lovingly dedicated the memory of Bernie Deanie McLeod. These episodes are expertly mastered by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judio Recording Studios. And finally, thank you to anyone who's done anything at all to help make this podcast a reality. And thank you for attending the fair because you too are part of this great tradition. This has been a fair to remember. 
I'm your host, Vince Tornero, and I'll see you on the Midway. In 62, Red Skelton had a um, concert in someplace out in the Midwest. On a flight to Chicago, he had a sum of money on his person of over $25,000. It came up missing. Now, he kept that much money in, on hand because if he had a sudden cancellation, he would have be able to pay off the people who were in his crew without having to go to a bank. But anyway, he lost $25,000. So he came to the state fair here in Columbus a couple of days early, somewhat saddened. Looking by the, for a hot ball of soup. That's what I'm The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.